you're listening to the Transport for the North podcast. Hello and welcome to the Transport for the North podcast. This is our final episode of 2021. So thank you very much for continuing to listen throughout the year. I am your host, Gemma, and today we are going to take a look back at what has been a very busy year to take a look at our work during 2021. And we're also going to be looking ahead to the future and what we'll be getting up to in 2022. First, though, to get us started, here is our Chief Executive, Martin Tugwell, with a Christmas message for you all. Hello, I'm Martin Tugwell, Chief Executive at Transport for the North. And I wanted to take this opportunity to reach out to our many stakeholders and supporters who have worked with TFN over the year to make the case for improved transport in the North. We've been really pleased and grateful for your support and interest over the past year. Now, I think it's fair to say that there's been challenges over the past 12 months, but I think throughout 2021, we've remained united as one North and our board has remained focused on working together and with government to bring about the changes in the region and to overcome the barriers and obstacles to achieving that objective. I think it's fair to say that the year has brought much change but it's also brought significant successes and those successes are ones that we can be proud of. I was particularly proud to be able to join Team TFN in the summer and I know that Councillor Gittins has been equally delighted to be the interim chair for the time being. Together we're determined to continue to make the case for the North to bring about that agenda that delivers transformational change for the benefit of our residents and our businesses. And in that context, it's been absolutely fantastic to be able to get out and about in the region, to meet people, to see the places, to understand what it is that makes the North such a fantastic place to live and work. But what's also clear to me is that there's more work that needs to be done to make it even better. And so whilst we've had challenges with the enduring pandemic, we need to look back proudly on the achievements that we've done in the last 12 months and celebrate those successes. Successes like the publication of our future travel scenarios, which went on to win the award at the CIHT Awards for Transport Planning. We published and developed our business plans, hosted a whole range of meetings, both online and in real life. And we've developed and continued to publish technical research and reports, which guide the work of Transport for the North moving forward. Launching the Northern Transport Charter at our annual conference in September was a particular highlight for me, as it was great to bring the partners in the North together in person for the first time over the last two years and to together to work together to identify the investment priorities and to think about and then take forward actions that will make it easier to do things differently in the North. Over the 12 months, We've continued to work with our colleagues in the rail industry to make sure that we promote the advantages of public transport and encourage people to return to the rail and the bus services. And alongside that, we've worked closely with our colleagues in the road sector to make sure that key milestones in projects have been delivered and continue to make progress as investment in our road networks is brought forward. Now, all of this helps make sure that the needs of the North 
continue to climb higher up the national agenda. And we do that by having a strong one voice coming from our board. Political and business leaders working together, unified in the importance of investing in the North to deliver real benefits. And we've seen that unanimity of voice coming through in the response most recently to the integrated rail plan, where there was a clear message that the long term ambition for the North must not be diminished whilst working to deliver things in the short term. And as the year comes to an end, we're about to publish our decarbonisation strategy and the major roads report. Again, examples of the programme of technical work that we're taking forward and which underpins our evidence-based approach to making the case for investment in the North. Now, as we look forward to 2022, there are still some unknowns. We're continuing to look at and understand the implications of the integrated rail plan and to understand and assess its impact for our people and businesses. What we do know is that 2022 is going to be an important year and the work that TFN is doing is going to continue to be setting the, the standard for making the case for investment in the North. We'll shortly be publishing our freight logistics strategy for consultation. We're about to begin work on the integrate updating the independent economic review and we're also starting work on revising and updating our strategic transport plan alongside publication of our investment program benefits analysis and work on EV infrastructure. The range of work we're doing to support the case for investment in the north continues. Evidence-led, unified in our approach. So as we approach the Christmas period, I hope that you will all take the time off you need to rest and relax and to reflect on what has been a busy year for all of us. To all our northern residents, members, employees, stakeholder groups and suppliers, I'd just like to say a really big thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your contributions. Thank you for working with us to deliver the new north. For those who are celebrating it, I'd like to wish you a very Merry Christmas and to all of you a Happy New Year and I look forward to seeing you in 2022. So as Martin highlights there, it has been quite a turbulent year with COVID continuing to present uncertainty around all areas of our lives and in particular regarding the use of public transport. Of course, in the past few months, we have seen people in the north return to our trains uh, in quite large numbers, and that has been aided by cross-industry working facilitated by TFM services we have seen have become almost as busy as before the pandemic in some cases. Now, maintaining a longer term vision has never been more important. So we're going to be looking forward for how we can support further development and delivery of our major programmes, including Northern Powerhouse Rail, our major road network, and ensuring that we can identify how all of our transport modes can be better joined up and decarbonised, of course, right across the region. Throughout the year, we've continued to power ahead with convening the North's 20 local transport authorities, as well as our 11 local enterprise partnerships, plus delivery partners, plus the DFT, plus all manner of other stakeholders as well, to show how transport really can improve lives and generate Northern economic growth, helping us with that Build Back Better agenda so that we can build a new North together. So let's take a look back at some of our work over the past year, as well as some of the key announcements and highlights from the transport sector as well. 
So starting off early on in the year uh, around the budget and also the green book. So in the March budget from Chancellor Rishi Sunak, we had a number of announcements related to transport and other opportunities across the north. So you may remember there were the uh, free ports of Humber and Liverpool and Teesside as well referenced, the creation of the UK Infrastructure Bank in Leeds, uh, Treasury jobs in Darlington, DFT jobs in Leeds, uh, and also the levelling up fund as well, which many of our towns and cities right across the north have been applying to and successfully receiving grants for projects in their areas. That Treasury Green Book, um, it's the way it's the, uh, it's the it sets out the methods for how investment decisions are made and there was a review of that process which means that transport investment decisions will change taking into account environmental and health benefits as well as other factors put simply it means that those decisions aren't only made on a simple return on investment calculation but also look at wider outcomes as well. Now, that's really important because investing in transport is not only about getting money back uh, according to what you pay in. It's about improving opportunities for people and business. It's about transport as an enabler. So it gets us to jobs, it gets us to education, it gets us to leisure opportunities. And it really brings that whole levelling up agenda to life if our people and our businesses know that they've got reliable and cost effective ways to get around the region. So that was super important to us early on in the year. Our Northern Evidence Academic Forum uh, was launched in February and that connects Northern transport policymakers with the academics who are conducting the very latest research and delivering a wealth of data about those things we've just mentioned, why transport is an enabler, why it's so important to get this investment into our region. We've had several meetings of the forum take place now with people across the area tuning in to learn and to share ideas. Do have a look on our website for more on that. If you head to transportforthenorth.com and in the search bar on our website at the top there, type in Northern Evidence Academic Forum. You'll find out a bit more about that and also see when our next meetings are coming up as well. They're all online and anybody can tune in. Now, Northern Powerhouse Rail was one of the hot topics of the year. And we started off the year early in March where our Northern leaders finalised the preferred Northern Powerhouse Rail Network. Now, that was really important to set out our evidence and why that particular route which included the line through Bradford and the new station there right in the centre, um, will bring so many benefits to the north um, and to, to the wider economy as well. So our evidence demonstrated uh, showed that the, uh, the preferred NPR network can contribute 14.4 billion in annual gross value added to the UK economy by 2060. It could create up to 74,000 new jobs in our region by that same time and can also take tens of thousands of cars off the road and also those freight vehicles as well. Super important that we get those off the road and onto rail as well. Obviously, the Northern Powerhouse Rail story continued later on in the year. We'll pick up on that in a little bit. Now, the COVID-19 pandemic 
as we referenced at the start, of course, continued to make things very tricky for our rail industry. The stay at home message until the lockdown easing came in meant that, of course, our trains were quiet. Now, we working with the Rail North Committee uh, through the, uh, the operators that we have in the North all work together to encourage passengers to return to public transport in a safe way and that was really important for helping to get people moving again helping to get them uh, to go back to offices if that's what they needed to do and to get around for leisure as well and that's been really really important to to encourage people to to use public transport the trains in particular for their leisure opportunities as well as commuting for anybody who's kept up with our rail north committee meetings in recent months you will see have seen that commuting figures as well as those leisure journey figures have continued to grow in recent weeks and months now of course we're in a slightly different position again because the work from home message is back in place and of course it's winter people are maybe not going out as often anyway so we'll revisit that those figures early on into the new year once we're um, moving around a little bit more again and again continuing to work with operators through the rail north uh, partnership to understand how we can support people to use rail in a safe way and similarly, the work of the Manchester Recovery Task Force was really important this year, working with government on the new 2022 rail timetable to deliver the best possible services for the North. Again, really, really important that we have that platform because we and our partners and the rail operators have that wealth of evidence, that insight, that data that show how people need to get around, what the best way is to set up those timetables. So still needing that infrastructure investment to improve those key bottlenecks, such as in the Manchester Castlefield corridor area, that means that we can then set out uh, future networks that are really resilient and we're going to do what we need to do. So much more work to come through the Manchester Recovery Task Force and a great start in bringing people together and looking at those timetable plans for 2022. Early on in the year, the uh, government released the Bus Back Better strategy, which announced new potential for bus franchising in mayoral combined authorities with a framework set out for enhanced partnerships with bus areas for local authorities who want to pursue a different model. Now, again, this is a really important part of the jigsaw in encouraging people to use public transport. Greater Manchester and West Yorkshire, you may have seen recently, um, are really vocal on this and making strides to understand how a different bus model can really work better for passengers. So there'll be much more to come on buses as we go into 2022 and beyond. Now, within TFN, we had a big year in terms of leadership changes. So our previous chief executive and our chair both stood down um, in spring summer. We saw their replacements come in. So Chief Executive Martin Tugwell joined us in August. He came to us from England's economic heartlands uh, and you will hopefully have uh, been seeing and hearing from Martin through our uh, various channels and a wealth of media coverage as well. So welcome to Martin. And we currently are on the search for a new permanent chair. And in the meantime, Councillor Louise Gittins, who is leader of Cheshire West and Chester Council, stepped up to the role as interim chair. Our thanks to Louise for doing that. She's done a fantastic job 
of uh, keeping everything afloat over the past few months. And stay tuned for more no, for more news on our uh, search for a new chair early on in the new year. Now, looking at some of our research work, the Northern Visitor Economy Report was published. And this was a really, really interesting report available on our website. Head over to transportforthenorth.com and search visitor economy. You'll find it on there. And it identified the value of our region's visitor economy at over £21 billion and crucially highlighted the transport interventions and improvements that could actually increase the number of visitors um, and the length of stays as well that are coming to us uh, for those leisure opportunities. In particular, making it easier for people to choose public transport rather than getting in the car to come to the north and to get around while they're here. It's a really, really interesting report, so do go and have a look at that. Uh, similarly, in terms of report news, um, our transport related social exclusion research got underway. Now, there'll be much more to come on this in the new year as we start to um, develop and deliver the, the final outcomes of that. But that, again, is so crucial in understanding that transport is not just about A to B. It's actually about opportunities and how people can get better jobs uh, and get better education opportunities. They can do more in their leisure time because they can go further afield and it's safer and cheaper and more reliable and all of these things so that's a really really crucial piece of work so we'll bring you all the results from that early on into the new year as they're available now we did thankfully get out and about as well in 2021 so once lockdowns were over and we were able to do events again we were delighted to host our third annual conference in partnership with the northern agenda this took place in Leeds and we had more than a thousand delegates uh, interacting with the event. We were in person and we were also online. We talked about all of the hot topics of the day, including Northern Powerhouse Rail, decarbonisation, freight, funding and absolutely everything that you could think of. The good news is if you weren't able to attend, we recorded every single session. So if you head over to our website, they are all on there, all of the recordings. You can watch and you can listen as well because we also put them onto the pod. So do go back and take a look through those. Some great discussions, some fantastic panellists that joined us. So thank you so much to everybody who came along. We also attended a number of other events as well, so party conferences in Brighton and Manchester for both the Conservative Party and the Labour Party. Also, we were at Highways UK in Birmingham in November and many of our team were out and about at all sorts of other events as well uh, towards that final part of the year. So that was great to be able to get out and about again and do things face to face. Just as we got towards the end of the year, a really, really big piece of work came to fruition. That was our transport decarbonisation strategy. Now, you may remember that we opened the consultation on that strategy over summer, which gave everybody a chance to get involved, to find out what it is we need to do, why we need to do it, how we're going to do it. And that ambitious goal is a massive target of net zero for 20 net zero from surface transport emissions by 2045 that is huge so important that we do that 
The final strategy has now been approved and published. Again, it's on our website. Go and take a look. There is a slightly shorter version. Uh, it's a big old document, lots of technical details if you do want to read through the whole thing. If not, head to the website. You'll find an overview of all of our decarbonisation work on our page there much, much more to come on that. This is something that we really have to embed from the start of every single project going forward. So this is a crucial area of work. And of course, the government also published its transport decarbonisation plan. And alongside all of this, we've seen an increasing focus on things like hydrogen fuels and electric vehicles as well. So stay tuned for much more to come on all of that in 2022. And finally, just as we got towards the end of the year, the integrated rail plan was published. Now, this has been discussed at length throughout the media, at our board meeting at the end of November, and through various other channels and forums as well. Now, you will know um, that the details outlined in the IRP do not match with that preferred Northern Powerhouse rail network that we set out in March. We do not see that Bradford city centre stop and new line coming through there and so many other things as well. Now, we are still awaiting further detail in terms of the technical documentation behind the IRP. We are still doing a lot of analysis and a lot of digesting as to what this is going to mean in practice for the North. So this discussion is not over. Tune into our board meeting at the end of January and we will be discussing the uh, ongoing work a little bit further. You may have seen from the meeting in November that there was a lot of discussion around the potential for land value capture. There was a lot of discussion around the economic benefits of the IRP. And again, they do not match uh, the benefits that we uh, that our research shows would have come from our preferred Northern Powerhouse Rail Network. And there are also still many questions remaining over what co-sponsorship means in terms of the NPR project for Transport for the North. So as we head into 2022, we're going to start looking ahead now. That is going to be a big topic that is going to continue to dominate activity and news as we go to the start of the year. So that was the quickest run through of the busiest year. I hope you kept up with all that. Everything that I've mentioned there, there is information on our website. So many of those things we've done podcasts on or there are blogs on on our website. You will find a wealth of information all collated onto that website at transportforthenorth.com. If you do want to find out any more detail about any of those things that I have mentioned. So looking ahead to what's coming up. Another very busy year, I am sure. So, in fact, just before we get into 2022, right at the end of this year, we will be publishing our major roads report. And this is a really important document for our roads team to set out uh, the, the importance of roads as part of a multimodal network. Now, roads are super, super vital for the first and last miles. And of course, when we talk about roads, it's not just about private cars on roads it's about your delivery vehicles it's about your emergency services it's about the footpaths and cycleways that go alongside roads it's about the accessibility it's about how do roads link up with new housing how do roads link up with industrial areas how do roads um help buses 
all of these things are part of the road story. So do go and take a look at our major roads report on our website due to be published just after Christmas. As we've referenced, the transport related social exclusion work is ongoing and we expect to publish more on that into the start of the year. Um, and also we are currently recruiting for our new chair, as I mentioned at the start. So again, January board meeting, that's going to be a good one to tune in to find out all the latest on that. Our freight and logistics strategy. Now that is another really, really important piece of work because again, our roads, our rail network, the ports, the airports, they're not just about passengers, they're also about freight and the importance of getting freight um, away from those high carbon modes onto things like rail, onto using um, you know, electric vehicles or hydrogen vehicles. So our freight and logistics strategy consultation is going to open right at the beginning of January. Now that's a public consultation. It'll be open until the end of January. And we'd really love to hear from anybody on their thoughts on freight and logistics in the north of England. So if you head over to our website, everything's on the website. Search for freight and logistics, you'll be able to get to that virtual strategy. It's all online. Take a look through it at your leisure. Tons of information on there. And we've got some questions for you all to answer to help us gather that feedback. So please do go and take a look at that. We um, in, a, an, in addition to that and alongside and, and related to that, then we're going to be starting. Well, we've already started work on our electric vehicle charging infrastructure strategy. So again, that's a crucial part of the picture within decarbonisation, within freight, within the road story. What does the future um, for electric vehicles look like? Crucially, what do we need to be doing now to embed the use of electric vehicles to get that charging infrastructure to where it needs to be so that in the years to come, we've got what we need and electric vehicles can become more and more popular. Crucial piece of work there. We also have really, really important work around the independent economic review and our strategic transport plans. So those things are, are what underpin the things that we do. So they provide the evidence, the insight, the plan behind why we're saying we need to do these certain things and these certain orders. So along with the investment programme benefits analysis, which is ongoing, all of those things are going to help build that data, build that evidence, build that insight so that we can do that refresh of the strategic transport plan for 2024 and set out the updated version of what the North needs in terms of transport investment to help us meet our ambitions. In terms of wider news and activities, we're still awaiting the publication of the levelling up white paper. So stay tuned for that early on in the new year we hope and of course we'll be looking at you know future uh, fiscal announcements funding agreements and so on and so forth integrated rail plan as i've mentioned and the northern powerhouse rail net network lots more discussion and evidence to be gathered around all of that as well and finally Last but not least, we will be bringing you a whole new podcast series in the new year as well. So, yes, you get to listen to me and I'm going to be interviewing many of our members. So this is going to be a great way to find out 
about the different challenges and opportunities from the different parts of our north and understanding how each one comes together and fits into our one voice one vision work of the transport for the north board so stay tuned for new podcasts coming early in 2022 as i've mentioned all of this uh, in terms of background, latest news, recent reports, all can be found on our website, transportforthenorth.com. So head over there. If there's anything that I've mentioned today that you want to find out more about, get over to the website. And of course, you can keep up to date with us in so many ways as well. So one of the best ways to get the very latest news is to join us on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. So if you search Transport for the North, you should find us on all of those platforms, whichever one you choose to use, and we'll bring you the very latest news developments, publications as they come. And of course, there's the All Points North weekly email newsletter, and you sign up to that at, through the box at the bottom of our website. That hopefully brings you up to speed with the top topics of 2021 and gives you a little insight into what we're expecting for 2022. There will be much more to come as we have seen. Things can change. Uh, there will be many challenges, of course. There will be so many opportunities as well. So we will be back with you in 2022. I hope you all get a chance for a break over the festive period. Take some time off to wind down and we'll see you next year thanks for listening thanks for listening to the transport for the north podcast don't forget you can subscribe on spotify and soundcloud so you never miss an episode you can find us on twitter linkedin and facebook for all our latest updates and join us on our website where you can find all the latest news and sign up to our all points north newsletter